When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Three's company, but four's a ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal were on form, Klopp was on the run, and Mark Hughes has gone. Away we go. Lukey's on the pod. Lukey's on the pod. Everybody now. Lukey's on the pod. Lukey's on the pod. Do you know what's bad about that, Pete and Jim? Why? Is that what? Luke had to supplement your yeah. the lack of singing I was getting from involved. you to, slightly? I, I wasn't sure whether I should sing or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like applauding yourself, isn't it, when you win an award? The problem is, I think, when Marcus and I... Luke, Luke, will, Luke backs me up. Uh, Marcus and I you are always the most, idly there. We're the most passionate singers. And I think mm. if one of us is missing, mm. the singing just goes dead. I think if, so. Because if, yeah. if, if that bird, was embarrassing. If a bird sings a particularly tuneful tune next to Luke Moore, he just belts in the song. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need um, true. If, if it, invitation. Luke, if it were up to me, there would be no musical interludes on this floor. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. If it was up to me, there'd be no gym interludes on this floor. Gym interludes. Luke, do you know what it makes? Makes me think, just the two, two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Luke is back. He's 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 you, off. You We've taken him it. off garden duty and we yeah. put him back on the podcast. The investigation found him to be innocent. That's disappointing. Lack, <laughs> lack, of, evidence. Innocent. <laughs> lack of evidence. Yeah. The lack of evidence. I did. I did. Joking aside, I did put together quite the legal team. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. The glove didn't fit. No. <laughs> Indeed, it didn't. Right then, let's talk about some wonderful happenings in the Premier League. The North London derby, oh. it seldom <laughs> disappoints. This match had pretty much everything. A lot of goals, penalties, a fight, a sending off, and Mike Dean in charge. It was a <laughs> shit in your hat and punch it game. <laughs> It was a barn burner of an affair. Yeah, I think it was fractal football. There were little battles going on all over oh, the was, place. Was, Recursive problems uh, left, right and centre. And there were big battles at times. Big battles at I'll times. I'll tell you something. Um, overt uh, Arsenal fan Jim Campbell and covert Arsenal fan Pete Donaldson <laughs> are Guilty very outrageous about this. Yeah, oh, I just like watching nice football sometimes. Pete, uh, Pete was the only guy on the preview show, I think, to give <laughs> Arsenal a fighting chance. Mm. Always will, mate. So good, good I'm, for you. I'm the anti-Tim I mean, Sherwood. We'll come on to mm. what you said about West Ham in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a beautiful thing to watch. You know, as a as an Arsenal supporter, you know, you get so used to, uh, or, or you know, we've got so used to things just being the same. Um, and it just looks like a new team. Like, and this is, this is a real sort of hallmark performance. for This is Arsenal's best performance of the season, I'd argue. And obviously this game does seem to exist in a vacuum um, where it's just <laughs> the, the two teams just bring something out in each other that makes it insane. Um, but it is like, I, mean, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so giddy about it. And it's <laughs> like I've missed like feeling this sort of energised and excited by what Arsenal can go and do in the future. Have you got your Arsenal back, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk, hey, about, you talk about vacuum. It was just rocking yesterday. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, you like, know, there were people a... celebrating in the streets. What's yeah. going on? Gwendozy celebrating from his from his yeah. car. It was hanging um, out of his car. It was three for two on hummus. <laughs> <laughs> and that was an old joke. It's they an old joke. They were hummus yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, they they don't need to shop for bargains. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> although they do because the tickets are so expensive. Um, hummus in a Humvee. I, I agree with what uh, David Heitman, the Guardian, said. It was a statement victory for Arsenal. When oh, you look yeah. at when you look at that run they've been on, uh, was it nineteen games now, Jim? Mm-hmm. Um, yet uh, you, you sound a bit churlish saying it but actually Spurs is the first team in that run where you think wow that's a big result for oh, Liverpool as well but still even then that wasn't a win that was a draw right yeah, yeah. yeah so so I think this was, this was the first and most important statement mm-hmm. victory for them in this run because yeah. they've beaten a genuinely good team we mm-hmm. can't forget that you know Spurs and, are a good side but and they play United at Old Trafford on Wednesday night don't they Arsenal um, and you know not a ha- happy hunting ground for Arsenal it's not but we've, we've seen what Man United are up to at the moment yeah. and, and so <laughs> Arsenal they, they, and, 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 and the reason I say this Arsenal should be really confident going to yeah. because they, they feel like Arsenal at the moment I never thought well I didn't think I'd ever say it but I, I, it was it seemed unlikely that I would or we, we would say that they just look rock solid yeah. they look like even if they start games poorly which they can do I mean, well, if, almost exclusively do if weirdly the, if the game's finished at half time apparently Arsenal will be second bottom yeah of the Premier they've League, not right? they've not taken a lead into the break yet. But Emery can make adjustments. He knows yeah. what to do. He, he's not, and more, more importantly as well. And, and maybe we'll talk about Pochettino in a minute. More importantly, because he didn't do this, Emery's not afraid to make like a brave change mm. and say like, "This is where I've got a target. Mm-hmm. This is what I've got to do better. This is what yeah. the team's got to do." He's not getting booed at substitution time, is no, he? No, and <laughs> like, rightly so. The Spurs fans. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was absolutely fantastic um, to see to see Arsenal step up like that as well. I mean, I've been quite critical critical of um, Squadron Mustafi. Uh, I think he probably had his best game in an Arsenal shit yesterday. But he was very, very good. And you see Hector Bellerin just kicking off about everything. And, like, the, <laughs> the, the fight in the team, that just, uh, you know, people spoke about the soft centre of Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And obviously the North London derby has always been a bit different because it brings things out in both sets of players, as, as we say. Um, but it was, it was really good to see them just sort of bully Spurs a little bit mm-hmm. and just sort of mm-hmm. just, just get up at them. And, you know, Spurs were given as, as good as they got as well. And there's something about this fixture that is just so magnificent. I have a lot of friends who support Tottenham and I, I, it's true of them. And I imagine it would extend to, to a lot of Spurs fans as well. But like, 
I feel an odd pride in in how mad this derby is. And <laughs> I think that that is an oddly a thing that the the two sets of supporters share. And it's obviously mm. easy to say when your side's won it, but it, it, it is just it's it's, it's, the it's up there with any any derby in the world. It's probably the best high profile derby in the country, you would say. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a bit you, like you just have to look at the results because well, it's you... two very very skillful technical sets of players who are completely led by emotion. So they make rash decisions and it's all very high tempo and high energy and it just leads to these well, mad I would, scores. I would compare it in those kind of terms, in terms of the scores and in terms of the happenings, to the Clasico in, in Spain. Mm. That is a derby that usually delivers and we've seen some ridiculous score lines over the years. And in the same way, I mean, immediately when you think of the North London derby, I can remember a 4-4, I can remember a 5-4. Yeah, you and know, there were you, nine you different suddenly, goal scorers in that yeah, game. Yeah, you can, you can sort of start to, to have all these memories come back. But going back to this particular one, what was... You know, so impressive from Arsenal's point of view is they're playing a Spurs side who are on the back of some good form. The way they put Chelsea to the sword, the way they yeah. dominated Inter. You know, Spurs are in a good patch. And what you said there, Jim, about bullying Spurs, this is a strong, powerful Spurs side. And the fact is, Arsenal went 2-1 down. Yeah. Mm. The heads didn't drop. In silly circumstances In very well. silly circumstances. And you could have said, oh, blimey. This is this is the whole kind of oh this is well not classic Arsenal but you know same old Arsenal whatever you want to say and yeah. when when you mention about the Manchester United fixture next Luke mm. uh, or whenever it is immediately I think oh it would be classic Arsenal on this good form to go there and lose and then mm. I think oh, that this is a new Arsenal well this is it this is what's great Arsenal are a little bit of an unknown quantity yeah. which is, is very uh, very refreshing yeah and and, and 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 just to add to that you know we, we talk about the wonderful work that Unai Emery has done. They've not had a huge amount of signings. Yeah, they've made signings, don't get me they've, wrong. They've all been very effective. But they've though. all been very effective, in particular, Lucas Torreira. Oh, God, he's the player that we've been crying out for for a long, long time. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, he made so many tackles yesterday. A real sort of um, notable aspect of his game as well is he sometimes doesn't seem to notice when other players foul him. Yeah, I love that. Just, <laughs> he's got so much zip as well. But also, not not just is he a very good ball winner. When he has the ball back, he he's very forward thinking. He's always he he's got a quality of pass, and it will it will always be a positive thing. And it's, I, I really really rate him. I do. I'm very much re- not alone in that. He was the main reason why Arsenal won the game. Mm. I mean, he won that area that he dominated uh, with with Xhaka alongside him, who looked good as well with with Torreira next to him. Um, that's the reason they, for me, the reason they won the game. Now, of course, Emery's substitutions made, played a big role in that when they switched up and play, put Ramsey on and he contributed a couple of assists. And of course, Lacazette scored a, you know, a fairly fortunate goal, but, but a goal nonetheless. Mm. For me, as I mentioned earlier about, just can say to, to mention Pochettino, the midfield area was, a game, it was the area that Spurs lost the game in, particularly in the second half. I mean, he, the selection he, 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 he went for, I, I can't believe when you look at what's happened there in the first half, and you think this is a frenetic, frantic game, but somehow we've we're, we're gone to half-time 2-1 ahead. What we need to do is control the football. We need to control the, that area of pitch. And you, I, I cannot believe he didn't bring Harry Winks on, who looks after the ball very well, who can go up against Torreira. Because Winks isn't, isn't, a, isn't a wallflower. We he's did not, eventually bring him on. Yeah, but with about 10 minutes left. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's got once, to bring... Once the horse had bullet. He's got to take Vertonghen off at half-time and, he's, and bring Alderweireld on. And he's got to take off um, Sissoko and put Winks on, or, 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 or take someone off and put Winks on, so he can get a, so they can get the foot on the ball and start looking after the football. Because they need to understand in, in a, a team like Arsenal, who are so good in the second half, and Emery's so good at making changes, and he brings on two really good players who are in form and can play well. You have to take control of the ball. Mm. You have to go. We're going to look after the football properly. But instead, he got involved in this sort of tit for tat. Um, sort of exchange of you attack, we attack, which is going to make it hard for them to win. I understand Spurs have got players out, but then so have Arsenal, to be fair. So it was a massive win for Arsenal because 
Spurs have got some nasty bastards in their team mm. and, and Arsenal refuse to be cowed by that. They've got Dyer, Ali, they've got Aurier, Vertonghen. Um, they, they've all got sort of a real bit of steel and Arsenal weren't cowed by that. And it was also really important for Arsenal to show they could win a big game like this uh, in difficult circumstances um, without Ozil casting a shadow over yeah. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, also as well, we, we spoke on the preview show about how important it was for Arsenal to start this game quickly as they did against Liverpool but have struggled to do otherwise. And obviously they went into the break 2-1 behind again but they did, they sort of hit the ground running again and I hope they take that into uh, into Wednesday's game as well mm. because that's against the sides that they perhaps respect a little bit more. It's it's been effective. I, I just, I mean, with the, on the Spurs side of the coin, they were dominated in terms of shots overall in the game. They were dominated in terms of possession as well. I think Arsenal had 60% or thereabouts, which doesn't sound like a huge difference, but it is a difference. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's 50% more than the other team when you think about in it. In quite a scrappy um, derby at times as yeah, well. Yeah, he doesn't make a change till like, 12 minutes to go mm-hmm. he, he, and, and, and for Tongan I mean the Tongan was abysmal like abysmally bad and I, I don't see why for all his faults someone like Mourinho he's not scared to make a substitution early if someone's not at the races or not yeah. playing well or he's got nothing to offer or, or, or isn't just, just isn't doing the business he will make a change now we can argue that Mourinho's all over the place I'm, I'm sure we will do that later but <laughs> but, but You've got to be brave enough. He's got a, he's got a ready-made defender on the bench to bring in. Yeah, he doesn't do it. Mm. I found that strange. Well, is this an is this an example of the squad being stretched? Because I know Alderweireld played a hev- has played a hell of a lot of games, played every minute, hasn't he? In their last, I think, eight Premier League and four Champions League games. So at some point, you know, you, you've got to rest and rotate players. And it's a, yeah. is that a symptom of it? I mean, is this? I think I this think, is the summer where they haven't signed anyone coming back to haunt them a little. I think it is. But when you look at they played the day before Arsenal, they they played at home. At home. Um, he played the full game all divided against Inter and did well. He's, I mean, you at the game, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very good. solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes you, you do want to breast players and you want to rotate around, but sometimes you've got a lot of players. Yeah, sometimes you want to breast players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pete will tell us a bit yeah. more about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. You want to rest them and you want to give them, give, them, give them a chance to recover. At the same time, you've got ambitions to do something in the league this season. Mm-hmm. You're playing away to your rivals and you, you, one of your centre-backs is having one of the worst mm-hmm. performances in a, in a Spurs shirt. You've got to be brave. You've got to say, look, I'd like to have rested you here, but I need you for 45 minutes. Yeah. Even though you've got a game on Wednesday or whenever it is, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Was Eric Dyer brave or stupid with his celebration? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Brave at the time, yeah, it's, pro- <laughs> it's proven to be very stupid. Yeah, especially because yeah. the goal went in off him. I was like, yeah. oh, that is poetic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That made Loris look absolutely nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, Loris needs to be over there a lot quicker. And uh-huh. then I was like, oh, that's a bit of a deflection. Yeah, I mean, um, that's kind of what Lacazette's in for, though, isn't it? He's such mm. a very, he's a very positive striker, so he's going to get scuffed goals and deflected goals. Yeah, it's but very Young's finish was fucking brilliant. Yeah, excuse my yeah. outrageous. Wow. I would, no, I will not excuse your language this okay, time. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I just got excited about the, my favourite team, Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> we, the we, Gunners. Up the Gunners. We <laughs> may need to uh, uh, have an apology for your language again, Peter, when I ask mm. you about Tim Sherwood. He picked his current combined Spurs and Arsenal 11 ahead of the match. He didn't pick one Arsenal player and said he couldn't see how Arsenal would win the match. Would he stick with that um, I don't, 11 I, after? I don't Eric nec- Dyer's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily see Tim Sherwood as a kind of hubris at the time kind of guy. No. I see him Just as a very kind thick. of like arrogant afterwards. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, he's kind of, he's put the cart before the horse. He's all over the place. I, th- yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a great combination of three things with Sherwood. <laughs> Actually, stupidity actually quite unintelligent uh, very arrogant yeah. and also a bit gauche as well yeah. yes. he's got all those things isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was actually just thinking about Tim Sherwood the other day thinking we haven't heard from him for a while he hasn't piped up That's with any embarrassing why. nonsense yeah. and he'd been saving a big there's one for us there's something in the Sherwood it's nonsense again let's just say um, picking all the ones yeah. you yeah. know, you know like, <laughs> basically, basically saying 
I it would have only see... been better if he put Ozil as the only Arsenal. Oh, that would have been good. Um, <laughs> had he have just said, you know, I just can't see Arsenal winning this game, that's fine. Yeah. If you're very confident of the Spurs win, the combined 11, not yeah. one Arsenal player, piss off. I, I imagine he's probably right now, as we record this, sat next to his phone and he's changed the ringtone to I'll win the Saints. Yeah. And he's, and, he's, and he's hoping, he's hoping that he won't have to go on the old media roundabout to try and uh, boost himself up a bit. Yeah. At some point late this afternoon, he's going to look in the bed and see that he's not in there. Yeah. And then he's going to start. And that's when the call-in starts. That's when, the... <laughs> that's when, that's when he gets on the phone to talk sport. That's when about... he gets on the phone to your Sky Sports News. Yeah. That's when he calls in your favours. I was you about know? to say, this, in the next few days, you will hear that man's voice a lot more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. I mean, he, he does seem to have been flung off of the managerial merry-go-round, which is quite a, the, the achievement. Sol Campbell took his place. <laughs> but you know, he never really Sol. was on it, though, I don't yeah, think. Maybe. I think, I think I, if, if you, he told me he was. If you think of football as the, as, as, as the whole circus, mm. Sherwood's very much not gone to the fun fair and bought all the tokens for all the rides you can get, mm. like Big Sam has. He's just done, <laughs> I'll do one go on the carousel, one on the bumper cars, yeah. and maybe have a quick go on the teacups and I'm going home again. Yeah. He's not put it in. He's not put the <laughs> yeah, shift he's in. He's not put it in, has no. he? he what did you make of the, um, the uh, Sun penalty? Yeah, it's um, the c- contact is minimal, isn't it? Very. I think he's, you know, he's 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 bought it there. It's non-existent. The contact. Yeah, I but think. I mean, you know, the reason I ask you guys, I think is individual because... atoms may have brushed. Yeah, well, that's, always, that's always <laughs> the case. Um, we 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 saw. We reason I bring that up is because we were talking about it, weren't we, the other day? Uh, sorry, yesterday on on WhatsApp. And um, Rob Holding flying there at hundred yeah. miles an hour isn't helping matters. <laughs> no, <laughs> in retrospect, I really enjoy it. Yeah. He makes it look faster. In his own tribute to Sol Campbell. Yeah, uh, it's one of those ones where it's, slide and where it's fast in the slow mo replay. Yeah, uh, replay. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because Keith Hackett wrote a piece today in the Telegraph basically reminding people that it doesn't actually need to be contact for a yeah, penalty or a foul to be awarded so okay. ultimately it's not necessarily the yeah. wrong decision from Dino just a threat yeah <laughs> I suppose yeah, I'm going to punch I, you the problem with Dino is he's actually quite a good ref <laughs> yeah like he's, he's incredibly flamboyant he's, he's, but he is quite a good ref but did, you, did you lip read him after the penalty was awarded what did he say he went, you really think I'm going to go for this game not given a pen <laughs> <laughs> jog on <laughs> I'm better at giving pens than, uh, than Pete certainly and footballers are at Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Peter Penrose to be WH Smith. I, I really enjoyed the referee. Was it Chris Kavanagh in the Liverpool Everton game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every five minutes you saw him and you'd just be going, relax. Yeah. Relax. He <laughs> did try and calm him down. Well, let's move on to the Merseyside derby, shall we? Oh, Jordan Pickford. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I don't Pickers. think this is as Peter. half as bad Peter. as people are saying. Peter. And that's why you belong on the fringes of our society. <laughs> and that's why I should never go in goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Couldn't yeah. reach the bar for one. Oh, Pickford, what are you doing? It was Courtois loving it? Uh, yeah, it <laughs> might well have been. There was the a number of goalkeeping errors, especially in the championship. But yeah, um, yeah like the, I mean, it's it's going over, actually. Yeah. He doesn't know that. He could have um, he should flapped know that. it out. Yeah. Flapped he should it know out. that. Flapped no, he's trying it. to no, catch it. I mean, it, like, he's, he's trying to catch it rather than lose than than, than lose a corner. At yeah, but what he should do the match. Some it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a corner. For the it, was a Van, it was a Van Dyke strike. Oh, it yeah, it was a corner. But some goalkeepers. Yeah. So okay. So what you're saying is he didn't want to just push it over. Well, the Well, that's bar what I mean. So, so sure. he, he had his hands to it, and he could have pushed it over for a for a corner. Yes. Or just to make at that point in the match, you want to make sure that the ball is not going underneath your ball. So you're going to touch it. 
so the problem was he tried to keep hold of, of possession yeah. and, and muffed it no, up no, yeah, absolutely well, the, the, we all agree that he muffed it up yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm minute. just saying it's we, not we, as bad sorry Marcus as... Pete says it's not his fault but he muffed it up <laughs> it was, so which no, is no, it no. Pete it was excellent decision making but poor execution no can further, we go with that well I wouldn't say it was no further question no. The, the reason <laughs> why is because if you watch some goalkeepers in that situation a goalkeeper will um, often, like you know, sometimes they'll swing on the bar, or they'll grab the bar, mm. or they'll put their hand underneath the crossbar because they will judge it and they will think that that's going over the yeah, bar. Yeah, but the thing is, it would have hit the bar, wouldn't it? I Which could have gone I'm back not, into I'm play. Not, I'm not even sure it would have hit. I the don't bar. think it would have. Either. I think it was going over. And, and his jump, his hands are above the bar quite. Mm. And now I know it was dropping down and not. So, I, I think I've only just... seen this goal in animated GIF form. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> yeah, you're setting yourself up as an authority on the incident. Yeah. VAR. It I was, told it was you, 325 it kilobytes. It was a bad error, and it cost them <laughs> a, a point. I, I, I actually think it was. A, I actually think it was a technical error, right. and I'll tell you why. Because if you look at it again, he jumps up, and I think Marx is right. He doesn't need to do it. And he should know his angles were enough. So maybe there's a bit of mental fatigue in there because it's a derby game. Look, these things can happen. Sure. But I think if you look at it again, he jumps up mm-hmm. and he gets both hands on the ball. Should have then pushed it. No, but both but both of his hands uh-huh. hit the crossbar. Yeah, they do. Which knocks the ball out of his hands. Yeah. yeah. So he can't grab it or do anything. Yeah, that did happen. And, so, so, and that's when it goes onto the bar again and comes yeah. out. Ultimately, he needs to know his angles well enough to not go near it. Mm. He needs to look over, right, it's going over the bar, and that's it. And I think it was, I think it's indicative I don't want to be critical unduly, but I think Pickford's got a bit of this in his locker. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen him make mistakes before, understandably. And we've talked a bit about the different, the differing role in the, in the goalkeeper's um, position over the years and stuff. And we see goalkeepers making more mistakes now. We know all that. But he's a great goalkeeper and he's deservedly England's number one goalkeeper. But mm-hmm. he's not a perfect... He's not. He's not a top top level goalkeeper. Do you not think? And he does make mistakes. And I think. And he's young as well. But and, and, and that's his, his mistakes are his judgment rather than actual execution. His execution is actually very good. But, but his decision making of like belting out of his area mm. and getting himself caught in no man's land <laughs> is kind of what we've seen before. This is a very different mistake for me. It is. But he played very yeah, well. Maybe. Like, I mean, and he, he, does, he put some speed. It's put such some a shame because up to that point he would have deserved his clean sheet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that said though, Divock Origi missed a very good chance like minutes before that. Yeah. He hit the post and yeah. he probably should have scored. Uh-huh. That'll be forgotten now. Yeah. But well, I, I, I didn't just it hit think the bar. It did hit. I the think. Bar. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe the bar. The, the thing for me is with, with with Pickford there. You're right. He's misjudged it because he can see. You can see that ball is never going to hit the bar and go perfectly out to one of the Liverpool midfielders. I didn't even follow it in. At worst, it's going to go back up in the air, to which he then has the advantage. Exactly. Because he's, he's the goalkeeper. He's used his hands. I, th- I think if if he did tip that over the bar for the corner and Liverpool score from the resulting corner, I think you'd be have to be very harsh to then blame the Pickford. Yeah. For yeah. That. I think that was. Him 96th minute, safety first. He was trying to be safe and he, and he, and he just yeah. made the, the wrong decision. What a sickening way to right. Derby well, did, as well. did Yeah, it was. He indeed. should never play for Everton again. Uh, but should play for England though, because we love him in any <laughs> We ain't got anyone else. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, questionable decisions, should old Klopper sprinted onto the pitch? I love it. Because he did apologise. Can, can, yeah, can I just say, I mean, Jim, I, I will let you I'll let you get on this. But very I, good I, of you. I, Thank I, you. Yeah. I really want to get this out of the way, honestly. <laughs> I've been off for a couple of weeks. I really want to get this out of the way. The amount of outpouring of like sanctimonious nonsense about this. Yeah. I mean, Five Live went absolutely mad about it. Like mm. Danny Mills wouldn't stop talking yeah. about it, <laughs> about how disrespectful it was and, how, and how fans get banned for life for it. It's like, hang on a minute. He's supposed to be in the technical area and yeah. the, the, the referee 
blows his whistle and he's allowed to do that immediately anyway. What is he saying? Jurgen Klopp running on the pit is like a fan running on the it's pit. It's what he was saying. <laughs> oh my and, God. And the, the, the reason I'll take it's funny, Alison Alison wouldn't have, Alison over. wouldn't have embraced a, a fan who he didn't know at all. Like no. that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, what if Alison knows the fan? Huh? Uh, think about that. There you go. There two, you two reasons I want to take issue with it. One is because it's absolute fucking bullshit. <laughs> and, and two, because people like Danny Mills who's saying that sort of stuff Will like, next week say, "Oh, there's no characters in the game yeah, anymore." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which way do you want it? Which way around do you want it? That is a what, mm. say what you like about Klopp. Uh, hopefully, you guys agree with this. But he's not affected. He wears his heart on the sleeve. Well, and that's what he's yeah, like. I don't know. See, I really like Klopp, and I'm a erotic. fan of him. But th- that did, th- it did seem a bit affected to me. I don't know. It was just 96 something, minute in the derby. I know, but I just oh, and it was from but absolutely was, nothing. They got was, they got one went one point to three points from nowhere. Which, yeah, but it's, it's a very big like right into the middle of the pitch. Big look at me action. Yeah, like, there, there, there is a little bit of that. There's like, but it's only five percent. It's much smaller than any other manager, and he's earned his right. And I think I said on WhatsApp at the time. We've spoken about fans invading pitches and not wearing football cleats, football boots, studs. Stewards, stewards. He, ma- he managed to get right mm-hmm. to the centre circle mm-hmm. to hug uh, Allison uh, with flat trainers on. No yeah. studs. Yeah, I mean, and he ran full pelt. He's a tall, gangly man. I endorse it. it He's impressive. earned his right to he's be there. A, I think he might have had the old New Balance on as well. Did he? He's a company man. <laughs> well, if, a fan, if, if a fan runs on the pitch in bare feet and it's pissing it down with rain and manages to get there, the stewards go, do you know what? He's earned this. We'll yeah. yeah. give him a couple of give minutes. Give him a time in the sun. Yeah. There's, there'll be more of that in the emails. <laughs> the stewards don't, arrogantly, the stewards don't wear boots either. We've imagine talked if, about imagine that. if the stewards, because Klopp was just wearing trainers and normal clobber, wasn't he? He wasn't in a suit or anything. Imagine if the stewards thought he was a fan and took him down. <laughs> that would have been particularly good. I mean, that would also be showing an astonishing level of. Uh, Ignorance about the game which you work in, oh, well, wouldn't it? They're well. not allowed like to watch the pitch, are they? They don't know what Maybe they've, like. they've never even seen they've it. They don't know what it looks like. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. If you're a steward <laughs> at Anfield, yeah. you probably know who Jurgen Klopp is. You would have thought so, but they could have all been um, on the job for the first time. But uh, credit to I know they won't feel like it. We must talk about the game. Though, credit to yeah, credit to Everton because I thought they they competed. They were excellent. Both sides missed chances. Both goalkeepers made decent saves, especially Allison up till then. But yeah, Everton looked really good. Klopp was full of praise for them, as he mm. should be after the game. And you think to yourself, you know, Everton, the way they're playing and the way other sides are playing, who are around the, the similar uh, places in the league, sort of sixth to, I suppose, 10th or whatever. Everton, surely now have got to be aiming for that Europa League. Yeah, they absolutely have. And you'd good. have them as the favourites for yeah, they, it They've well. got a settled side. We talked about this in the previous show. They're playing well. I mean, Andre Gomez was brilliant. Yeah, he was. Just subtly brilliant. That's yes. what I really like about that sort of play. They've got very, create... very quietly commanding. Indeed, they've got a bit of bit of industry in there. They've got some creativity. Mm. Um, maybe add one or two more goals, but you've, they've got players in there. They've got width, yeah. a bit of pace. I think they really do have a lot going for them. Um, but what, just before we go to the break, what about Liverpool? Because... They've, you know, that was a very fortunate win, and and they've looked less convincing than Man City at times. I mean, okay, they've only conceded five goals in fourteen Premier League games, which is which is defensively, very defensively. As you guys said on Thursday, defensively they've been a lot better. They've been they've been yeah. superb. But, I mean, when you're given sorry to butt in, but when you think that this was so so much their Achilles heel, mm. they they have they have remedied it so effectively that I think you know they deserve credit there. Sure, but I just I just wonder. There's been a few results that Liverpool have have got this season. Where I, where I thought to myself, I don't think Man City would find themselves in that situation. <clears throat> I think yeah. Man City would have put the game away. Mm. And Liverpool, they, they, and that was to the nth degree of just getting over the line. I just wonder if... But are you judging Are you judging Liverpool on that or are you judging Man City on that? Because Man City don't seem to be, I've not got it in front of me, but I can't remember, that, what, they don't seem to be a team, Man City, where you think, oh, they're away to... Bournemouth, that's exactly. a banana skin. It, <laughs> yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't happen. No. Whereas with other teams, it's not even it, a it does seem to happen. And and I think Liverpool do have an issue with 
some of their forward players. I know the goal scoring level is fair, roughly similar to what it was last year, but some of their players don't look fully right. Like mm. Firmino, for example, has been, mm. I wouldn't say he's been completely anonymous, but he's been a shadow of the player he was last year. Yeah. Mane put himself in great positions, as he always does, and worked his socks off um, yesterday. Yeah, he toiled and, and he didn't take any of his chances. Mm. He seemed to have quite a well, few. And, 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 and I wonder if they're sacrificing a bit of form for a bit of function. And you guys mentioned it a bit on Thursday. They're trying to be more solid. Now, that might mean they have to give up a bit going forward. Um, I think one of you guys mentioned the Stephen Warnock column, which yeah. I also read about not getting runners beyond the forwards yeah. as much and not being as adventurous. And if that means they have to win six or seven games 1-0 rather than a 4-2 or a 5-2... I imagine Klopp will take that because it means that they're going to be a lot more solid long-term. The, the problem is, the spectre at this feast, and it always will be while Pep Guardiola's at Man City, is that Man City are just so good. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool pick up enough points this season to have won the Premier League mm. in eight of the last ten yeah. seasons, mm. but they'll still come nowhere near because Man City are just so good. And finally on Firmino, this is a player who I firmly believe was the best forward without the ball in the Premier League last season. And he is nowhere near that now, yet he still seems to play all the time. So you wonder whether they've they've really cracked that code in terms of getting the defence and the forwards properly working at the same time in full um, harmony. Exactly. All right then, after the break, we're going to talk about Southampton. See you in a bit. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. the talk in the gents toilets at half time Rashford's finishing Alan I don't want to hear any more of that 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Before we talk... It's so good, he played it twice. ...any yeah, more well. of the Premier League, we are going to go straight to the emails with PTD. You are going straight to the emails with PTD. How are you doing? If you want to get in touch with the show, it's showthefootballramble.com. I tell you what... You know, well, really... Yeah, why don't we have an email jingle, the bees and all that kind of thing? Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of difficult to do everything at the same time. Oh, no, not the bees! Everything not at the, the same bees. time. Ah! You've got mail. Well, don't talk over it, Marcus. <laughs> they say they say nurses have got it tough, eh, Marcus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I've got to press two buttons instead of one. I technically don't make minimum wage. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> Wait, Charlie Waits. Hello, Charlie Waits. Um, hi, guys. I can't believe I finally found a subject I can relate to. Growing up on a state in northwest London, there were a couple of future professional players plying their trade on the concrete football pitches. One Halloween afternoon, I went down to the pitches to watch them. Next thing I know, my friends and I are getting lashed with eggs. Footballing egging stories. Love it. Oh, I knew it. Love it. Why I do footballers it. love this badinage, there's, this nonsense? There's uh, a, we're, we're through the looking glass here. I, I swear it. The eggy glass. If you've been bullied by a footballer <laughs> in any sense, let I, us I, know. I was delighted to hear this on Thursday show because I know that you guys mm-hmm. and probably some of the listeners, let's be honest, um, think of me as the, as the school bully of the show. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You're, Biff you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biff Tannen. Um, yeah, I'm actually scared of eggs. Yeah, no, no. Well, then you say that. But your, your, um, your parameters for bullying was egging people, right? Right? Mm. And I actually got egged on my last day at school. Did you? Oh, so right. I was Probably a, vi- a revenge a attack, right? <laughs> yeah. Give me back my lunch money. The whole school. Yeah, I threw it at myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happened. it happened. The whole school. That's a, that is very, very harsh. <laughs> Just a mess. Yeah, yeah. as an English when he went to school in Scotland, that's very harsh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you must have been on the end no, of but some my last, treatment. But last day, he got dog eggs. That <laughs> inside snowballs. My last day at school was actually in England. Oh, okay, I'd moved down by then yeah. for fear of yeah, egging people. Yeah, we run out. Yeah, well, enough of Marcus's school days. Uh, next thing I know, my friends are getting lashed with eggs. The main culture is Joe Cole. You've been serious. Joe Cole, egged ah. by Joe Cole. The next day, he apologised, telling me he thought we were a different group of kids who had egged them earlier that day. Why has everyone got eggs? They, Why has everyone got eggs? Yeah. Much, much more innocent times. Yeah. If you think, if you look at statistics these days with with retaliation, you know, just eggs. Let's go back yeah. to that. Let's go yeah. back to that, guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, and also, if you are going to egg people, do use free range eggs. Yeah, Don't right. use it from caged hens. No, that no, encourages no, no, no. that appalling practice. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we've got uh, an email from a man who ends his email by just writing John France. Okay. Which I quite like. The only John in France. <laughs> John France. The only living boy in New Is it Jean Alain Boumson? Yeah. Um, uh, listening to our discussion on Jimmy Glass brought back uh, great memories for me. I was at the game. Witness firsthand the incredible scenes. What people don't know uh, that behind me in the stand, the local ne'er do wells had kicked all the wooden seats to pieces in, pre- <laughs> in preparation <laughs> to try to behead Michael Knighton after Whoa. the final whistle. Pete, oh imagine the God. splinters <laughs> kicking wooden seats <laughs> over and over again. Never say so- that at Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, he might well have celebrated after the goal, but he will never know just how lucky he was. Yeah. If you ever want to see the very definition of disappointment, watch the YouTube clip of the fan in Scarborough celebrating what they thought was their great escape but of course yeah. it, it wasn't to Michael be. Knight what could have been could have bought it was so close to buy Manchester United did keep you up on the pitch and everything indeed <laughs> I've told you that before didn't I that uh, his his brother was the my manager at uh, football and we used to play in uh, what team cut, uh I will not name the team. Why? Name the team. Um, name the team. Name, name the, the team. team. Name, name the team. team. Broughton. We oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we played in Carlisle United kits. Did you really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. No, you um, finally for now, Steve Barron. A lot of people got in touch with this one, uh, but Steve was... Uh, Steve was... Bannon? Steve... <laughs> Is he trying to infiltrate us? <laughs> He's not got a lot on. <laughs> from his skin condition. Good day, lads. Uh, at this afternoon's, uh, so well, you, did you think about Steve Bannon's skin condition then? Yeah, yeah. come on. Um, at this afternoon, yeah, don't have got Steve Bannon. Yeah, he <laughs> don't deserve it. He don't deserve what's, it. What's he, what's he ever done? <laughs> Aye, he's a bloody good he's, rep. <laughs> at this afternoon's, I wish um, this show was more popular. <laughs> <at this afternoon's, laughs> 
at this afternoon's uh, Saturday Sydney time, Central Coast Mariners Sydney FC match. There was a pitch invader. Uh, something that happens from time to time in the football leagues all around the world. What's noteworthy about this pitch invader is that he was able to climb over two sets of advertising hoardings Ooh. and get to the middle of the penalty box, a distance of 25 uh, metres from the nearest seats. With no, with no boots on, presumably, as well. Before stewards were able to intercept him. All the time, he was hobbling with crutches and a moon boot. <laughs> wow. And the stewards didn't want to take him down because it looked bad. It's bad form. It was That reminds me of that. Was it at Loftus Road a couple of seasons ago, a pitch invasion, and the guy was pushing his possible wife, maybe, on Ooh. Oh, that rings a bell, yeah. wheelchair, yeah. The loftus yeah. cheek of it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, if you want to go to the show, as always, it's uh, show at com. Uh, actually, uh, Jacob makes the point that uh, an idea for Luke's game, uh, the ace of clubs. Like that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Nice, I'll con- isn't it? I'll nice. consider it. Um, not do it for a few months, then come back and claim it for my own name. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and his name's actually Rufus Creek, not Loftus yeah. Cheek. Oh, what did I say? Peter Shilton. Oh, yeah, Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> the Loftus Cheek. By the way, can I just remind everyone that Peter Shilton, who played for England 125 mm-hmm. times, called him that in the middle of the World Cup. The yeah. Black yeah. Creek, I think he, Rufus Creek, I think he's very interesting. Great TV detective. Rufus Creek. Up the creek. All right, back to the Premier League. Uh, Southampton drew with Manchester United. Mark Hughes has gone. Yes. Mark Hughes has gone. And that, if you cannot beat Manchester United at home, (laughs) that will happen. That will happen. They went two up. There was was rumours that um, the reason part of the reason he's he's left this job is because people thought he just went so easy on United because he used to play for him. But he he even get get, get a point. Did you see Spanish newspaper AS wrote a headline saying Southampton failed to beat Manchester United? (laughs) (laughs) It's a lovely mugging off. It's a lovely mugging off, Jim. Um, five wins from 27 matches, Mark Hughes, I believe, is his record. Kelvin, not very good, is it? Kelvin yeah. Davis takes... Mourinho, it? <laughs> <laughs> Believable. It's going that way. Kelvin Davis takes temporary charge. Names that have been briefly mentioned, mm. possibly um, just by themselves. Uh, David Moyes, Nigel Pearson and Craig Shakespeare. Mm. At this early stage. Oh, yeah. inspiring. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. well, there's been talk as well. Sorry, of, um, I'm having palpitations. <laughs> Pearson's in Belgium at the moment, managing over there. Uh, Moyes and Shakespeare. Moyes is very keen. Yeah, Moyes has been, not been subtle about it, is he? But isn't it um, Ralph um, Hutton Hustle, um, yes, the former Leipzig linked, manager, has yeah. been linked? Because presumably option. Southampton want to try and go back to that kind of more forward-thinking type of coach that they had with, with Pochettino and and, very, and, and Koeman mm. and various others. God, that um, seems a long time Doesn't ago. it? Yeah, but I mean... Two and a half they, seasons ago, they came sixth, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, do they do they want to effectively get in another firefighter? Well, the problem is, Jim, is... Uh, it, we're now in December. I think it's the right question, yeah. and I think the problem is they've got the um, they've got issues... They've got just got issues off the pitch as well. I mean, mm. Les Reed, who by many people's measure, and I wouldn't profess to be an expert in the club, but by many people's measure was one of the architects of this this academy system where they bring mm-hmm. players through and sell them on for profit and we've seen them be successful doing that um, the players have dried up they've not really got a huge amount of what you would call top quality talent mm. coming through I, I've certainly not seen any players for example that have come through their academy over the last six months or so being linked with big clubs which we used to see pretty mm. consistently um, so maybe they do need someone like Hassan Hutul because he's he can do more of that I don't know enough about him to know he can but I'll, I'll tell you something now if you bring in someone like David Moyes he might well keep them in the Premier League I mean, he might not, of course, but he might. But the problems are still going to be there. Yeah. I mean, if you've not got a direction off the pitch as well, something they pr- prided themselves on, they're still going to be in trouble. Well, it's 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 a it's, it's a toss-up. You know, we're nearly halfway through the season. Do you get in the likes of Allardyce or Moyes or somebody like that? I mean, Moyes, he kept West Ham up, didn't he? It wasn't yeah. brilliant, but he did it. Southampton have then got to think to themselves, do we, do we want that? But if you bring in, you know, the former Leipzig manager... 
untested, but yeah, it, it could be much better. I mean, so the, the encouraging thing, I know this was a bit silly, but the encouraging thing for Southampton is is there's a lot of teams who are struggling down there. Mm. And I know it's that... It's all to play for, for sure. It yeah. is all to play for, yeah. Um, is there a wings in Southampton? Ooh. It's important. To, there's not I think much, there's only listen, one. I'll I'll stick my neck above the sit my head above the parapet mm. and say Southampton is a cultural wasteland. Wow, mm. there is not there's not the a only wings, wings are seagulls. Yes, mm. exactly. Plenty of them. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we got uh, Cedric with a lovely free kick. It was yeah. a nice one. That was it. That was. And, and, but you, I don't know about you guys, but I'm mean, partly because we we have this idea of Man United always getting out of jail. And again, this is something you guys mentioned on Thursday. They seem to sort of get away with it somehow, as they did with against mm-hmm. young boys and all that kind of stuff. You never thought Southampton would get anything more than a draw maximum out mm-hmm. of this game as an absolute premium, even when they were 2 up at home. Mm, and that yeah. tells you probably quite a lot about what you need to know about Mark Hughes' tenure there. Yeah, but I mean, Man United do have like a recent World Cup winner in their side. Do you know what I mean? When you sort of boil it down, Manchester United, even if they're 2 0 down at Southampton, should have enough in them to mm. fight. Well, the manager back. doesn't rate him, so why should I? Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, he's a virus, isn't he? <laughs> Apparently uh, so. Yeah. And not in a good way. No. no. Seldom is the word virus. Sorry, <laughs> who did he call a virus? Uh, Pogba. Paul Pogba. Well, no, he didn't, see, he didn't call him by name, did he? Didn't he just mention a player and people said it's Pogba? Well, people put two and two together. Right. And it clearly equals Pog, Paul Pogba. He's going to visit those websites. But the, the, <laughs> the thing is, though, that it, it wasn't. This is the thing with Manchester United. It wasn't even that surprising that Southampton no. went 2 0 up, was it? Well, no, the thing is, as well, because he, he questioned the, the characters of the players again, didn't he, afterwards, saying, like, not enough of them have that mad dog spirit. It's like, but your team equalised after being 2 0 down in, in high pressure conditions, and he didn't even stand up. It's like, lead by example. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, how, how on earth can those players be motivated? For what, what reason do they have to be motivated? Even if they do do well or do positive things there's no there's no appreciation of it and actually you know what it, Mourinho at the moment he, he reminds me a little bit of, of Arsene Wenger how it's so stubborn um, and sort of always looking at his past achievements that he's refusing to acknowledge that things about the game are different now and that he has to adapt to them but the difference was the players seemed to like Wenger yeah, and Wenger. Of course, they did it. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but at least with that, though, um... hands up who thinks Marino's more of a laugh than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, but he's, at least he's not a people person, Mark Hughes, is he? He's, he's very aloof. No, but we're talking about Mourinho, though. I mean, you are absolutely I know, but right. We can become the two managers to, yeah. who, who deserves but, uh, Oh, yeah. But, but at least with Wenger, though, as I say, he was liked, and so the players were happy to play there. And so they could still attract players and, and, mm. and all the rest of it. We, look, we do about Wenger. So with Mourinho, why would you want to go to Manchester United right now? You, you would want to leave. I mean, in, in January, I mean, if, if Pogba's agent is not banging on the door of every big club in Europe, if he isn't already and, and, and other players and so on, what do we make of, of Mourinho playing a back three, which includes Matic and McDominay. It's a piss take. Yeah. <laughs> no, but almost it does feel that way, doesn't yeah. it? I know he had a couple of centre halves out, perhaps, and, and, and all that, but Wood, no, Woodward's Rock, first, Rocco was on the Woodward's bench. Woodward's first when the, yeah. when the free kick, actually, when the second went in, Woodward just gone, oh, crying out loud. But also, if, you, if you're going to talk about, oh, not enough of these players have got that snap in the, whatever he said, the ball winning. Whatever, mad you know, dog, yeah, mad dog. You know what he said? Well, you signed five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five of the team in that squad, you signed. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you knew about them before you signed mm-hmm. them then. Yeah. If I was Ed Woodward, Edward Woodward, I would say, all right, why did you sign them then? Mm. If, you, if, you, if you're not convinced about the desire they've got, surely that is on page one yeah. of what you look for in a player at this level when you sign them. And, and when I, it comes to acquisitions, also, he's one of the luckiest managers in the league in that he actually has a say in who he gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, yeah. Only, if only Alexis Sanchez had a mad dog spirit. <laughs> why has he not got, two got dogs. that? Why two dog he, spirit. Indeed. Yeah. Why has he not got that anymore? Well, what, these players, you look at that Manchester United side, players in there who have won league titles, trophies, World Cups for crying out loud, mm. and, and suddenly they've not got 
a, yeah. a mad dog and spirit. He, he talks about it as if it's beyond his control in any way, that he can't instill a spirit in them. And it's, not, it's not only that, Jim. Sorry, Pete. One of the things we've got to really look at, lay at Mourinho's door as well, is that he, I know he talks a lot about centre-backs and why he's not given... Moans that he wasn't given the centre-backs he wanted. Well, he was given two centre-backs he wanted. He was given Bailly and the other one, remind me, um, he paid loads of money for him. Lindelof. Lindelof, yeah. right? Neither of them have shown themselves to be consistently good enough, right? He's also signed Matic and he signed Fred. Both of those players have got defensive qualities as midfield players. Yet they've conceded loads more goals this season than they did last year. Defensively, they're going backwards. I think they've got the worst defensive record in the top half of the Premier League. They've conceded 23 goals in the Premier League this season. I think they might have only conceded about 25 in total last season. Mm. So they're going backwards defensively. And he's not getting a tune out of players like Lukaku either. Yet Rashford um, provides two assists against Southampton and goes off perhaps with a bit of a knock. And I think there was a bit of a misunderstanding there because I think he was injured. Mm -hmm. But the Man United fans were annoyed that he got dragged off. Mm. You can't... You can't criticise everything at the club in this way without also criticising yourself by definition because he's been there over two years now. Mm. So, And half of these players, as, we, as we've talked about, he signed them. So mm-hmm. what are you doing? T- saying that you've not been good enough as a, in terms of judgment as a manager, in terms of signing players? He's not getting a tune out of this team. They're not, so they can't stop conceding goals. I would argue that if they didn't have one of the world's best goalkeepers, they would concede a lot more as oh, well. And, and that's a re- I think that's a reasonable thing to say. So look, you know, it all is not well. And I don't, I don't think Man United can move on and really improve while Mourinho's the manager. Absolutely. Get Moyes in again. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course I do, yeah. But they're into the knockouts in the Champions League, mate. So Well, right. that's keeping him alive at the <laughs> moment. What are you worried actually. about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, last, even Moyes did that. <laughs> last two Man United managers, I believe, were fired. Um, well, they were. I know that's true. Not still there, are they? Were fired when they couldn't um, couldn't get into the top top, top four, like mathematically, Van Gaal and, and Moyes. Oh, so maybe there is a kind of, maybe almost contractual uh, kind of situation. Well, you have to do it or you instantly get fired. Yeah. I love that. But at the moment, they're what? They're eight points off it already, aren't they? Yeah, and probably. they've got a big game on Wednesday. Very big game. Um, before we move on from the Premier League, Crystal Palace got their first home win uh, of the season in the in the Prem with a, with a 2 new one over Burnley. Andros Townsend with a beauty. Mm. You were saying this beat the other day about Townsend. He does pop up with the odd spectacular one now and then yeah, and that's what you it, think of Townsend when he's scoring. But he, does, but he doesn't do it often enough. No I said every now and then. Yeah, well, yeah. the now is too far away from the then. I, don't, I, don't, I think it might be a bit beneath every now and then. Really? I do. Well, Quite possibly. He's, he's, he's ma- done for the season. I'm, I said at the time, maximum goals. He's got like two or three a season. What a that's, goal that's, it was, though. That was well, what a goal it was. It's a beauty. There but are no you. pictures on the score sheet, as you well know, Marcus Speller. Oh, we can still enjoy a good goal, though. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. They, they've show- I'm on your side now, Luke. The, the thing is with Palace, <laughs> Palace are, are, you know, in, in terms of the league table, they're not in a great um, position, of course, but. For me, Palace will be fine this season. Yeah. They've shown that they've got more quality than some they're, of the they're, others. They're, 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 they can um, defend. They just they're, they're just not creating enough up top, and mm. they're not putting the ball in the back. Well, well that's I think the problem, Max Meyer is making a difference to Big that. Time. Now yeah. he seems to be fedded so into the good. team. He, he is giving them so good. He's got. They've got so much more dynamism now. I mean, the problem yeah. before was you know you, you knew it was going to Townsend or Zaha, and obviously mm. there's still a lot of that, but it's it's just a bit more creative in the middle now. I think Meyer's settled in. I think I don't I don't know if he had a truncated pre-season but it certainly seemed like he mm. did Hodgson seemed reluctant to use him mm. until fairly recently but he's a fantastic player and I think he's key for them you know I think Townsend the reason I mentioned about Townsend just giving him a bit more criticism is because that's his second Premier League goal of the season and his first assist I think mm. that was Crystal Palace's best performance of the season I think they had over 20 shots yeah they were really dominant yeah but Townsend is a player that when you're at a club like Crystal Palace, they rely on you. Yeah. You, get, we, you can't go hiding, t- can you? Yeah, how many times have we talked about on this show this season, if Zaha doesn't do it, they don't do anything. 
And we, um, I think that goal they scored um, at the weekend was their first at home in open play this season. So players like Townsend absolutely do need mm. to step up. He's a well-played player with a lot yeah. of talent. Well, he is now, mate, and that's, there's evidence of it. Well, he stepped up in one game. The floodgates are going to open. <laughs> um, Sean Dyche said that the best team had won and that his team have lost their eye of the tiger, as he put it. Burnley, they're in trouble. They're second from bottom, and they last won in the league in September. And you think when Sean Dyche just said, yeah, the best team won, you know, he was very matter-of-fact about it. They've been struggling mm. since yeah. the start. Isn't it the media's fault of the season? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, it's not anymore. Okay. But Daesh, he, he he's he's quite calm in 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 the in the media about this. Now, that may just be how he's presenting it. Who knows what he's uh, like behind closed doors? But he he knows there's a problem, and there's been a problem a while at Burnley. And you sort of think to yourself, but well, they'll be all right. Think about what they did last season. They could sleepwalk into relegation. Oh, very much so. I mean, because he he said himself, like, we can't rely on individuals. We have to play as a team. And that's been stretched. Mm. Um, And that's very much the case, isn't it? We know that Burnley, you know, they they are more than the sum of their parts, Mm. really. That's very much how how they've stayed in the Premier League. But, you know, we was... We all tipped them to go down last season because we thought that would get to breaking point. And clearly it has. Because, I mean, if your motivation is just... You know, play a hundred percent to just hang in there. Yeah. Sooner or later, surely you're going to become mentally fatigued by that, and it only takes a few players to fall victim to that, and then the whole thing falls apart, which is what's happening. One of the best players this season probably been Joe Hart. Mm. Some good they've scored, they've scored more goals than Palace this season, and then mm. last season they didn't score really any at all. Did they? Burn they've it? done the opposite of Liverpool, right? Let's concentrate on attack. <laughs> yeah. It's not working, lads. Go back yeah. and defend him for yeah. crying out loud. By the way, Palace will go to Brighton tomorrow night in one of the weirdest derbies anywhere yes. in the country. <laughs> as, we, as we all know. Yeah. It is. It is indeed. Um, FA Cup second round. That uh, that that happened. Yeah, Swindon, well, big big win for Pompey. Big win that. for Pompey. They're in. They're into the third round. So awoking the National League side beat League Two Swindon to join fellow National League team Barnet in the third round, which is great to see. First time in 22 years, Wokinger in the third round. I hope they get pumped to that. (laughs) (laughs) Look forward to that. FA Cup third round is only about a month away, everybody. I love FA Cup third round weekend. It's one of my favourite weekends of the season. It is the season. If not my favourite, so I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, after the break, we're going to mention the Scottish League Cup final and crack open the WhatsApp group. See you in a minute. He played in a reserve game the other day and I could have run about more than he did. Welcome back to the Football Ravel, everybody. That's the uh, jungles, Harry Redknapp. There. I'll tell you what, I watched that programme for the first time in my life. He's coming across rather well. Do you think? He really is. I didn't oh, realise yeah, he was that He's a veteran jovial. of the after-dinner speech, yeah, sir, isn't he? He knows how to charm a room, Genuinely sweet, constantly talks about his missus. It's just, uh, just... I, I think if you spent a night in Redknapp's company, you'd have a lovely time. Yeah. I don't think there'd be any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. It's very amiable... Um, very friendly chap, I expect. Yeah. In small doses. <laughs> <laughs> would you have Noel Edmonds as long, helming your club? Would I lend him a tenner? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, as long as you pay him up front, yeah. he'll be absolutely I, I, lovely. When I was in the US, I, I read that they've got Harry Redknapp and Noel Edmonds and I'm a celebrity. And I yeah. thought, I, yeah. I can't bloody wait for they that. Vo- they voted Noel <laughs> Edmonds. He's gone. Out. He's already gone. That's why we can't trust him with democracy. Yeah. Well, ain't a, house, ain't a house party if Noel's not there. <laughs> uh, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday. We need a new better. You can't imagine mm. selfishly how worried I was that you were going to get a hat trick without me. <laughs> 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 and then he went and bet on the game involving Everton. Yeah, you see. Never bet on Everton. Have you learnt nothing from the Rodden Family, <laughs> they, were, they were in touch as well. They were, were they? Furious, I think. Believe it was Mark Rodden tweeted us. Glory, furious, glory, yeah. glorying in the failure of others. So we do need a new best better show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line. 
uh, I'll be back in the seat, so I'll pick one out uh, on Thursday. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Scottish League Cup final, it's over. The Scottish League Cup final for another season. Why? It just gets earlier every year. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're putting the Christmas lights up in October. When's Brendan Rodgers going to start winning some trophies? Brendy, Brendy, Brendy. 1-0 they beat the Dandy Dons by. <laughs> he said this cup win was the most satisfying of the seven trophies he's won since becoming Celtic manager. They've won seven straight trophies. He's probably said that after every trophy, yeah. though, hasn't he? I, think, I, mean, I so. suppose it remains true, right? Yeah, it's the most recent one. Yeah. Craig Levine was fuming about something. Uh, I know that wasn't to do with the game, wasn't it? No, that was to do with uh, Rangers, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was to do with a, some terrible decision. Uh, no, I think he was saying that because Rangers beat Hearts, he said that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Rangers had sense. the Rangers played with twelve men. Oh, for some reason, I, 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 some reason, I got in my mind that there was no other games because of the cup final. <laughs> but then it's December, so yeah. no, that wouldn't be the case. Well known, Hart, uh, well known Aberdeen fan, Craig Levine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you must have been a pundit or something on the game. That's why. <laughs> oh, it might be. I didn't see um, right. the, the live cover. It's a nice goal, by the way, Ryan Christie. Mm. It was a nice goal. Yeah. Showed perseverance. He played for Aberdeen previously, of course. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Um, but while Celtic were in the Cup, Rangers are top of the league, although Celtic do have a game in hand. Craig Levine's fuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sad, sad for Hearts. They're now down in uh, fourth, I think. But I think I think the sort of four or five points separates the top four. There's a couple of games that Celtic have in hand on one or two, but come on, we're in December. Have they lost Have they lost faith up in Gorgie? Not, not yet. No, okay, right. not yet. Well, you know, it's still, it's still sticking in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it is getting tougher and tougher as the weeks go by, <laughs> yeah. as the points get dropped. Um, <laughs> but there we are. Reality is a bastard. Well, congratulations to Celtic. Get a trophy in December can't be bad. Seven straight yeah. trophies. I mean, I, you know. For me, it's a bit like congratulating Paris Saint-Germain winning the French mm. Cup. You, you dropped uh, their first points of the season this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so did PSV on? Uh, uh, yeah, PSV. Yeah. It's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking the PS. Yeah, <laughs> they are indeed. Um, so that was that. Oh, uh, in England. They're against the Dutch. Yeah. Mm. We'll take that. We'll take that all day long. Do you think I wanted... Did I want... Split loyalty speller because of Koeman. Koeman. Yeah. Is his, what's his Twitter feed going to be like going into this game? <laughs> well, I could look forward to that. Yeah. Well, I won't look forward to it if they, if they beat us and then... I'll tell you what, Marcus, it's almost, it can only be a few days away from your highlight of the year. The Go old on. Ronald Koeman uh, Christmas tree photo on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a roll neck, standing Lovely. by his tree. Yeah, with his wife. Yeah. Gets a retweet from the Ramble Twitter feed like clockwork every year, that. <laughs> Automatic. You just said just search, <laughs> yeah. search for a certain words. Something we're all across there, yeah. but yeah. But England, of course, they're in a group uh, for Euro twenty twenty with Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Montenegro, and Kosovo. That's a great draw for us. Great yeah. group. Eminently not beatable. As easy, not as easy as, as, as one said. Eminently yeah. beatable. Just, England should go through. Just to be clear, though, yeah. you're saying that we, in the semi finals we've got Netherlands in the Nations League. Yes. yes. Which I think is a plum draw for us. I mean, the, the Euro twenty twenty draw is is a easy but they should win that yeah. top two go through if they don't qualify on that basis they're in big trouble mm, I mean, Southgate big will be out of a job probably they've got no um, right to be there but you'd, you'd take the Netherlands wouldn't you in the, in the semis I quite wanted Switzerland if I'm honest with you yeah I they think picked up their performances haven't they but I, yeah I, I mean they have, I they, can... this is it they, based on the um, Nations League form I think they're a dangerous proposition I actually think the Dutch were the strongest of the three mm. just the way they've resurged under Koeman Switzerland to me just seems written all over it a toiling nil-nil at Wembley <laughs> and then losing one-nil in Switzerland. No, 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 no. it's not a two-legged affair. It's oh, it's just one? It's out in Portugal. Lovely old job. Yeah, it's proper. It's like a summer tournament. Love it. Yeah? Love it. Northern Portugal, I believe, is the uh, is the destination. We'll people. take on anyone. We'll, we'll take on anyone. We'll see you there. Well, with the Dutch. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have and, to and, take on the Dutch. And there will be another game after that. Um, Northern Portugal, practically a home leg, isn't it? Yeah, it indeed. Is. Little short um, there will be another game for England after that because there is a third place playoff. <laughs> Why do you have a is third place? I love it. Yeah, it is. Oh. UEFA Nations. Even... pointless, the most pointless game exactly. in football. They don't even have it in the Euros. A third place playoff. I think there's record in third place playoffs is brilliant. No, it isn't. I was 
Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Is that another hurdle? Yeah. Southgate's got us back to a semi-final. <laughs> We've beaten yeah. a couple of genuinely big sides in Croatia and Spain. We've got our eyes on that third place. That'll be his team tour going into the semi-final. I know what you're thinking, lads. We've got to get this third place playoff monkey off our back. <laughs> 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 so there we are, yeah. Part of Northern Ireland in with Netherlands and Germany, along with Estonia and Belarus. Um, uh, Wales in with Croatia. I was I was confused as to why the Republic of Ireland hired Mick McCarthy so quick. Well, not that they hired him at all, but why they hired him so quickly. Big Mick. But they haven't got a competitive game till about March. Yeah. So why rush into it? Because what? he was available. Yeah. You don't, Get his yeah, feet yeah, under the table. Yeah, you can't. You don't think twice. Listen, you snooze, you lose. When Mick McCarthy can say. Prize ball like that is not going to be on the shelf for very long, is he? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, look forward to the all golden that. goose, <laughs> golden eagle. Yeah, <laughs> look forward to all that crap. Now uh, let's crack open the WhatsApp group. Oh, the WhatsApp group. Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I'm not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! It's uh, WhatsApp group time. There's something I am really, really looking forward to in this. <laughs> And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. <laughs> um, shall we begin with uh, the nonsense at St James's Park? Um, you, you mentioned it Defending. On, you mentioned it last week well yeah I mean come on Pete and I quote and I promised this to, to listeners earlier and mm. I'm going to say it again just to follow up on it um, you said that West Ham were a shambles yeah. on Thursday mm. I mean they are but say, Anderson 40 million Anatovic 24 million Hernandez 16 million Hosselu 5 million are you writing these down Perez 1 million Did you prepare that at home Rondon Lawn Kennedy Lawn <laughs> So that's the response. Three people at home. Some people take their chances. To a shambles. <laughs> and some people don't. 80 million versus Why would you call West Ham a shambles? Because they have been. What do you mean? Did I call them a shambles? Yeah. That, Peter. Seems, that seems ill-advised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I need to talk up, to my lawyer. But, but very <laughs> like you though. Peter, what did, what did you make of the 11th minute walk-in at St. James's Park? Did, um, it, did it go to plan? Is Mike Ashley now on the ropes? Well, I, I was mocking over with the 11 minute walk-out at the end. And <laughs> 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 they'd been beating all ends up. Yeah, well, uh, the, the nonsense was that the, the club turned off the screens on the concourse to punish any fans who arrived late so they couldn't see what was But I, I was Ooh, under the impression wonderful. they do that at most Premier League games. No, most, you, can, you can always watch the match. Um, no, I don't think they let you watch it while the game's actually on. They turn them off so you go to your seat. No, they, they, no, half-time. Half-time, if you're still having a beer, which I no, invariably no, am. Yeah, but half-time they put the tellies back on. No, uh, um, wait, if you're having a beer at half-time and the game kicks back off, um, the, the, the screens are on. It's in Jesus Park, certainly. I can't oh, speak okay, for right, the other okay, ground, right. but they, they definitely do show them. Yeah. yeah. So, do we, any any sort of any stories coming for that? It was just eleven minutes they came in and then Ashley went, oh, they're here now, and then that was the end of that. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't sold the club. No, no it was actually exactly even there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's got a penchant for turning up now, isn't he? Oh, okay. All, all, everything's forgiven. Well, he's, he's certainly got from a his side, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's forgiven the club. I'll forgive the way so you turn up me. again. <laughs> Marcus, I, I love it. Wait, he will sell the club surely at some point within the next. Marcus, just move years. on. We've we've dealt with this so many times. Talk, I've forgiven you. <laughs> talk about Partick Thistle. All right, that's yeah. what I want to talk this about. Let's talk about Partick, uh, currently second bottom of the Scottish Championship. They recently went on a field trip. Uh, their manager Gary Caldwell uh, took his side uh, for the day to spend time with the British Army Parachute Regiment. Now we remember Southgate taking the England players off for a little camping trip with the army and so C on. And they... Capello took them on a mountaineering thing, didn't he? Just before the World Cup, that was a, that was a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You've had a long season, lads. Let's do some altitude training in the Alps. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so we know that some football teams they they'll do this kind of team building kind of exercise. Well, uh, the striker Chris Doolan said we went up the hills. We had a, a shot of their night vision. I wouldn't even to Craig. Brown there, just he did, the yeah. Um, I like this. He said, uh, We had a shot of their night vision, a wee look at their guns and artillery. 
<laughs> just a wee look at the guns. Yeah. Uh, and we assumed that... Um, so it's going to be the, on the exam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we assumed that's uh, what the full day was going to be. But the players were taken into... They, so they were split up quite suddenly into different groups, taken to different checkpoints, had to run about four to five miles in between each checkpoint. They had to carry logs, 20-litre cans of water and stretchers with, I suppose, sort of fake casualties on, up and down hills. And they were thinking, hang on, what is this? No, they were actual casualties. (laughs) Yeah, probably. They hurt themselves. (laughs) Um, After they'd finished, they thought to themselves, well, that was a bit of a flipping arduous day. <laughs> Suddenly, out of nowhere, um, the SAS turn up. Um, they were they were in they were in a sort of uh, what, 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 just, um, camouflage. 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 They, they were they basically they didn't ghillie suits. They didn't phone ahead that they were going to turn up. <laughs> shall we say? We probably have got a game on Saturday. I know. I know. <laughs> well, the players were manhandled, blindfolded, earmuffed, and dragged through various places. The, the best bit, the whole best bit of this is Mark has written this right and. The final sentence. Can I please say what you've written on the final sentence, right? Partick's Belgian midfielder, Bryce and Tamboy, tried to run off into the wilderness but was caught. <laughs> He's sort of had enough of this. I'll leg it. I can't be more than four or five miles away. I'll leg it. Can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. But you can like, we have to get him back. We've got to get him. Wrestle him to the ground, putting him in a stress position. Yeah. I'm just a midfield player. <laughs> I'm not even box to box. <laughs> Literally being held hostage. Yeah. Can't get out of here. You're not going anywhere, my son. I'm a free man. Yeah. You can't do this to me. Yeah. Where's the microfiche? One of the players, <laughs> one of the players <laughs> burst into tears, apparently. Yeah. And then well, one I'm of them sure had... they were. They were kidnapped oh. by the SAS. <laughs> one of them had the cheek to say, but it was good team building stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. For the SAS. <laughs> <laughs> How many, how many of them are still missing? I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the wilderness. I love the fact that he bolted off. Yeah. yeah. He had no idea where he was in the middle of nowhere. I will take my chances yeah. with the with the Scottish yeah. element. I mean, that has gone full like Lord of the Flies there, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's brilliant. Oh. It's lawless. Absolutely glorious. I wish I was there for the moment where just Brighton Townway just drops his log and just legs it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. What was he hoping for? I'll see it. Running front for the Belgian embassy. Oh, yeah. I'll, see yeah. I'll, I'll see it at the stadium for kickoff. Running to the local church. Sanctuary! Sanctuary! <laughs> oh, there we, there we are, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening mm. to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure having Luke Moore back on oh, the show. Great to be back, though. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Cheers. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you on Thursday for the preview show. This was a Radio Staccato production. Luke Keys on the pod. No, no, no. twice. Oh, Never sake. twice. Out of order. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 